Buongiorno, ciao ciao, mio amore. A.K.A. Hello. <laughs> in translation. Hello, but in Italian. Oh, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of EFBF. I'm super excited to be here today with my best friend and co-host Chloe Garside. And today we have a lot of stuff to get into, so I'm going to hop in and ask my bestie, Woo-woo, what's up with you? Well, Garrett Joyce, I have been sick to my stomach for the past few Uh days. Mama's not been doing so good, but it's okay because we're here now and I'm really excited to talk about today's episode. This is probably going to be my favorite episode of all time, but before we get into that, we had Mother's Day, which was really fun recently, and I want to say a happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers listening. We love you all so much. You are all the Wonder Women in our life. Yes. And I cooked my mama some yummy dinner. We had some brusca. Of course, I cooked Italiano, so we had some <laughs> We had a little bit of uh, some zuppa toscana. It was delicious. And uh, yeah, that's kind of all. I've been watching Ultimate Girls Trip, but other than that, that's all I've been up to. Garrett, what's up with you? Same here. I had Mother's Day and I just spent it with my grandmothers and my mother and we just had lunch and we all hung out, which is like my favorite thing to do like on these type of holidays and just hung out with them. And then other than that, just honestly been chilling other than like applying for jobs, just resting. I don't know why. I'm just like, been like lazy recently. So yeah, I'm... It's, It's been like a crazy few months. Like I wasn't even the one who just graduated. I haven't even been busting my ass with finals and getting stuff done, but I'm tired for y'all. Like, I'm just like, yo, this is, it's been a long, tiring season of life. Exactly. So I'm trying to catch- We're working towards something right now. That's, that's all. That's why it's so, so much is just because we're working towards something. Exactly. I totally agree. But yeah, I'm all rested and ready for today's episode. So now moving on to our obsessed section. What have you been obsessed with, Chloe? So, like I said, haven't been feeling so good lately, so I've been spending a lot of time just hanging out, watching TV by myself, and I finally found out my dad has been gatekeeping Peacock from me. (laughs) I did not know that we had Peacock, but apparently we do, so I begged and begged for the password. He finally relented, and I have been watching season two of Ultimate Girls Trip. I finished it. So good. Like, Garrett and I watched maybe two or three episodes together, and then as soon as I got that Peacock password, girl, I flew through it. I think I finished season two in, like, a day. It's it so good. It was so good. It's I'm... so messy. It's so unhinged. <laughs> it really is. So, yeah, so Garrett got me started on Ultimate Girls Trip. I'm not sure if you guys remember, but he mentioned it a couple episodes ago. This was part of his Obsessed section a couple weeks ago, and now I'm obsessed. And he told me to start with season two, and I'm so glad that he did, because 10 out of 10 is (laughs) so good. Um, And just really quick, Garrett, just because we haven't really, like, done this yet. So my ultimate final thoughts on season two. Okay. My two favorite girls, hands down, Eva and Phaedra. Yes. I love them to death. Now, am I a little bit biased, because those are our Atlanta girls on season two? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. But Phaedra, I just love how sweet and calm and cool and collected she is. She is beauty. She is grace to me. She is very graceful. And I just love her energy that she brings. I feel like if I could hang out with her, she would just, like, calm me. But then I could also, like, 
like hang out with her and be like, bitch, what you doing? Exactly. You know? Yes. And then with Eva, obviously I love her. She's like the stoner of the group, which I totally vibe with because all these other girls are getting so hammered all the time. And she's just like, can we like chill? chill? <laughs> like, can we just chill? So I love that. And she is so sweet. She's very, very intelligent. And I just, I love the way that she came to everybody's like problems with empathy and trying to like actually find a solution instead yes. of just feeding into the gossip and the drama, even though that's what the show is for. Like ultimately those are my favorites, but do you want to know who my third favorite ended up being Garrett? I have no idea. Honestly, Miss Vicky Vu. I just <laughs> love Miss Vicky. I love to hate her. Actually. She's so easy to hate. Dude. She's like, uh, character. I feel like that's, she's not real. Like yeah, she, I, I don't know. I, I, feel like she's like constantly in psychosis or something like that's kind of mean but i don't know she's very strange i find her to be an enigma <laughs> and i yes. can't keep my eyes off of her and it's just like she's up one second and then she's down the next yeah. and you it's just a never coaster. know what's coming and is she going to be pleased by someone's event or is she going to be disgusted by it who knows we never know is she in the mood to whoop it up or is she like, I don't do this. I'm ready for bed. I'm going to bed right now. <laughs> I, you, you just have to wait and see. But Chloe, we are about to get more of her on season four. She's coming back. So I'm so <laughs> And Phaedra and Eva wait. are coming too. So we're going to get all of our, Stop. all your favorite all girls. Are coming. Yeah, they're coming back. So I've only gotten into a few episodes of season one. Definitely don't like it as much, although they got a cool location, but yeah. kind of the Bluestone Manor thing, I kind of actually loved it. Same. <laughs> kind of like, wait, what are we doing here? I loved that some of the girls kind of hated it. Um, so, season one, I don't really know anybody's names yet, except for Ramona. Oh, she God. stands out right off the bat. For me, just off the bat, the way that it started, Ramona is season one's Vicky, for yes. sure. Hands down, that's Vicky. In a whole new body, like a yes. whole new skin suit. That's the same person. And let me just say, the season one girls, they scare me. Yeah. I would not want to be on that trip. Like, I could have done being on the season two trip. Like, I could have actually physically been there and handled it <laughs> and still maybe had a good time. These season one girls, my anxiety would be through the fucking roof the whole time. I don't like those girls. I don't like it. Something about it. It's just like, ugh. It's season one, so they're coming hot into the gate, like, trying to prove themselves. I don't know them all by name. I know the one girl that had gone to prison before. Teresa. Teresa. So I don't know her, but I know that for years and years of my life, I have seen her on the tabloids and stuff. Yeah. So I'm, like, ready to get to know her because I'm I'm kind of new to the Housewives. Like, yeah, you are. Like, but I'm kind of new to it, but I'm, the, I'm loving it. This is good for you to kind of, like, dip your toe into all the cities and kind of see what you like. Because they all, what they do kind of bring like the vibes from the city. So Of their, yeah, of their yeah. specific, like, area. Exactly. And um, so... Teresa, I'm just interested to see where I land with her. Don't know if I'm going to love her. Don't know if I'm going to hate her. So fun, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And now I'm excited for you to finish the season and kind of get your thoughts of all of that. But season two, okay. I kind of echo Chloe's thoughts of who my favorites are. But it's just so messy that all of the girls kind of... If one of the girls were missing, it would not have been what it was. So I think the casting for that trip was chef's kiss. Like, I mean... It wouldn't have been the same without Dorinda either. Like, I love to hate Dorinda. <laughs> yeah. She is wild. And, and then, like, like, Brandy. It wouldn't be the same without Brandy. Brandy. And then, like, other girls like Taylor. Taylor didn't necessarily bring that much to the show. But then she was necessarily necessary there for all those little in-between little jabs. And exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was so good. So good. Chef's kiss. 
Chef's kiss. Okay, so I have a few things that I was obsessed with the past couple of weeks that I have to touch on. First off being Miley Cyrus released the music video for Jaded. So, so, so good. I just have so to good. One thing that as soon as I watch the video, it gives me the combination of Slide Away, Adore <gasps> You, and Malibu. All of those music videos combined, literally. Get it. What the f freaking heck? Why yeah. are we the same person? Because I thought for sure I was gonna say that, and you were gonna be like, "What?" It's the angles. It's the way that it's shot. It's her hair. The way that she's got her hair done, and I couldn't help but notice she was doing like the same colors that she was wearing in those other videos, just doing it in a slightly different way. Yes. And it really makes sense because this is like her moving on from the same person that those other songs are about. So this is yes. her closure. This yes. is her freedom stage. Yes. Well, and it also <gasps> keeps with the era because she's wearing gold, like flowers. So it's all so cohesive and she looks stunning. Like Miley. And like this whole, all of the um, promotion and all of the stuff that she's been doing for this album, it's been a lot of like the bodysuits and swimsuits that look very like Sports Illustrated, like athletic a little retro almost. too a little retro a little bit like almost like a bodybuilder kind of like yes. those kinds of things but mm -hmm. she's making it so hot and so that just like matched in with that metallic like bibbed or what i don't even know the little metallic one piece it's not bibbed but it looks like a um like a wrestling bib i think that's what they call like <laughs> the little wrestling outfits but like she looks so hot and I just so good it. Miley, you really nailed that. And then she really wanted to spoil us, and she announced that she was on the cover of British Vogue for this month. And the whole photo shoot, she looks so good. Like, obviously, the fashion is going to be there. That's like one thing Miley will never sleep on is the fashion. And then she also did an interview, which kind of hurt me, but it was like necessary to hear. She said that she does not see herself touring, like stadium tours anywhere in the near future which i totally understand and she said the reason was like doesn't really fulfill her because she cannot connect with like a hundred thousand people which i could totally get that and she's like she doesn't want that to be like kind of her vibe anymore but yeah. even if she doesn't tour anymore me and chloe got the experience to see miley so you we, and bitch, we were right up close and personal like we were making eye contact with so, her, so we like, and i know us we seeing connected her, with her we connected and i can see how much energy she put out there which you can't mm -hmm. give that much and not get any back. So I get it, mm -hmm. but it makes me really, really sad. Another thing I wanted to touch on was she's two years sober now, which congratulations, Miley. Like, you're killing it, and good for you. Miley, yeah, you're so happy and healthy right now. And if you're, I love that she is such a good, positive influence for young women right now. I didn't mention this, but she also did a style through her life where she did a video with Vogue on their YouTube and she talks about like different looks from like when she was Hannah Montana until now. And the way she talks makes it sound like we could all be friends, Chloe. Like literally she's so funny, so goofy, a so chill. quirky, chill. And like, she's she so quirky. So I love how quirky. quirky she is. One of the things that I was gonna say that I can't remember, I think this came from the Vogue. Yes, this came from the actual Vogue issue. Just going into Miley being such a positive influence for young women right now now i love that she is speaking out and talking on how she was so harshly judged as a child and now that she's an adult she would never judge a child that way i love that and like she was in her teens young 20s like let's be real she was a child still and um uh, i just think it's so important to 
look up to these artists who actually care about the image that they're pr promoting. And she is, like you said, two years sober. She is constantly talking about working out and eating healthy. Those are things that she's really passionate about. And it's just really good to see, like we've recently talked about like Kylie Jenner and how with the new Kardashians, like she wants to change the whole like perception that, she, that all of her fans have. And she wants to go back and undo it and everything. And I'm like, no, you already went and made hundreds of thousands of little girls go and get lip fillers like it's already done so it's just good to see positive female influences for young children of and with Miley it's pe children people of all ages all sexes all genders all sizes everybody you know she's exactly. all inclusive that's why I love her oh, she's so iconic so Miley really did give us some content this week and I'm so happy that she did and then the last thing that I want to touch on in my obsessed section is Lana Del Rey finally released the music video for Candy Necklace and we also got the visuals that we've been talking about with like Black Dahlia and Marilyn Monroe that was all kind of in this video and the video I can't even describe it but she actually described it in the video at one point and I'm going to read that quote and then we'll kind of get into it. She says, the whole thing about the video, why it was all supposed to be behind the scenes was because all of these women who changed their names and changed their hair like me, it's like they all fell into these different snake holes. So the whole point is how do you learn from that and not fall into your own thing? So like she just kind of said, everything's behind the scenes in this video and we're getting like angles of cameramen shooting Lana, but then we also get the content that the camera's filming. Chloe... And it's Lana in character as Marilyn or as the Black Dahlia, and then there's just a few shots of Lana as Lana. Yes, but yes. But for, for the most part in the video, she is fully in character. Um, so I, Garrett showed this to me. We love to watch this stuff together. So I waited until Garrett could show it to me and we could watch it together for the first time. And it was incredible. I love Lana Del Rey never misses when it comes to a music video. Like she has such a unique vision and creative directive style. And I adore her work. It is so beautiful and artistic and dramatic. But one thing that I don't know if I'm going to be able to say it as well as I did the other night when we watched it together because I was a little bit drunk and these thoughts always come more clearly when I'm a little bit drunk. But one thing that I was kind of pondering, so the song is called Candy Necklace. And if you guys remember when we went over the album deep dive, we couldn't really figure out exactly what Candy Necklace might mean because there's some different possible options of what it might mean. And so after watching the video, I kind of was thinking like, maybe the whole candy necklace thing is like when you do become that persona like she's talking about and you go into that snake hole and you start pretending to be someone else and then these men typically these men give you these expensive jewels but it's really more like putting a collar on your neck than it's like it's not a gift it's more like an ownership or something and it's almost like the kiss of death for these women like as soon as they get involved with these powerful influential men and they are so deep into their fake persona they lose themselves entirely and these women that she has referenced in the music video all ended up dead in traumatizing ways mm -hmm. so it brings a her video brings a whole new depth to the song and it brings a lot more um i don't know I, like sadness life <laughs> honestly like it, it's life like realistic problems one thing i love they like continued the instrumentals throughout like it was an extended cut but she only sang mm -hmm. 
parts of the like or like she would sing and then it would cut to like behind the scenes and she would sing so so good so unique and you have to go watch it to kind of understand exactly where we're coming from but like chloe said lana never messes with a music video so and one thing that i love that you just touched on that lana has done before in music videos i love when she'll sing and then she'll talk for a few seconds it's like getting a little snapshot of real Lana, like getting a little sneak peek into her life. I love to hear she's so cheeky and she's like so cheeky. Uh, I I just love to hear her sweet voice too because she sounds so sweet and angelic all the time. And unless she's mad, and then she's like, "Can you get out of the frame?" Or like, "No, walk I was back, a, walk back or something. I was about to um say I watched the music video before I came here, and my favorite part of the whole thing, she's like getting ready in the trailer. And she's like, "For real, get out!" And like it cuts yeah, out. Do you out. remember? It's so, but like, like Chloe said, like, it's like quirky fun. Like she's obviously not being mean, but it's just so good. And uh, 12 out of 10, Lana. Before we move on entirely, I do want to touch one last thing. Like Garrett said, Lana is not being mean. And one thing I have noticed about Lana through the years, she has always been incredibly close with her team. She is one of those artists that, especially like her dancers and her band, like Mm -hmm. she became sisters with those people and she has a very 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 close relationship with her team and i believe that so like garrett said i don't think like all of the get out like stuff like that that she'll do in her (laughs) videos it's all for the video yeah exactly you know it's all part of the persona yeah but like i said lana you killed it and i want more music videos from this album so please keep delivering (laughs) i need i need okay so moving on from our obsessed section we are going to go into our music of the week. And Lana, once again, <laughs> that little girl, she, like two days ago, like today's Friday, she, like Wednesday, didn't even like announce like her fans figured out that it was registered. And she released a song called Say Yes to Heaven. Now, this song has been unreleased for over 10 years, like, but people have found it and like released it on SoundCloud. So I've heard this song before. And Actually, this time last year, I was obsessed with this song. Like, I would listen to it. Like, mm-hmm. I would go on SoundCloud because it wasn't on Apple Music. Just listen to this one song. So I was actually obsessed. And I figured we would never get it. Like, because why would we? Like, it's someone, like, released it, like, without her permission. But then, this year, it went viral on TikTok. So Lana was like, fine, I guess I'll give it to you. Release it. And she gave us two versions. The regular version and a sped up version, which the sped up version is what went viral on TikTok. So she did both of them. And when I tell you guys, this song is so good. The instrumentals on it. It's so angelic. It's so good. It's so good. And it's like classic Lana too. Like one of my favorite songs that she's released in a very long time. And Lana, Mm -hmm. if you're listening, please let Serial Killer be the next unreleased song that you Oh my God. Lana, if you are listening... I, we love you so much. Please release Serial Killer. It is my favorite song you have ever written. It, it is so good. Please, 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 Mom. Mama, Mom please. Mommy. Mommy, please release it because we really want it bad. For Christmas? Ba- for my birthday? Halloween? Okay. Yes. Like anytime. Anytime. <laughs> anytime. We'll be a serial killer with you, girl. Okay. So it's time to get serious, Garrett. So this week for my music of the week, I have a couple of songs, which this won't happen often, but because today we have a very special topic and we're going to be diving into my study abroad trip, I wanted to highlight the songs that just, these are some of the songs that remind me purely of this trip. I can't hear them without thinking about the trip and I love them and I want you guys to love them too. 
So first things first, one of my favorite songs that came out of this trip is a song called More Than You Know by Axwell and Grosso. It is so good. I think it did already come to the U.S. as like a popular song for a little while. So some of you might know it, but if you've never heard it, go check it out. But don't play this song unless you're driving in the car with the windows down going fast. Okay, because that's how I heard it for the first time in a handsome Italian man's car cruising down the street with all the windows down on the way to a club. And that memory is probably the last thing I will see in my brain before I die. So moving on, the next song, we've got Big City Life by Matta Fix. That song was on every single store radio, every shop radio, every restaurant radio, everywhere we went. It was always playing in Italy at the time I was there, and I'm so obsessed with it. We've also got Bella Ciao. Now, my favorite version of Bella Ciao is the Flanola Band version on um, Apple Music and... Girl, I love that song so much. I know all the words, and Mitchell and I love to sing it together. Okay, next up we have On an Evening in Roma by Dean Martin because we have to, like, we just have to. On an Evening in Roma. And last but not least, um, I just want to touch on one last song. Now, this is an Italian rap song. I don't know that this is going to be for everybody. But again, it was playing a lot while I was there in Italy. And it has Ferez, who is one of my favorite Italian rappers. And he's really, really famous. He's married to Chiara, who is a famous Italian designer. And the two of them, the Frenes, they have a show now that is, like, basically Italy's, like, top reality TV show about this super famous couple. So they're really cool. And the song is called Italiana by J-Ax and Ferez. Okay. So that's my music. And listen to it. And... (laughs) Let's get into it, Garrett. I'm so scared. I'm so excited. If you need me, I'm here. But I'm going to let you go for it, babes. the best thing that's ever happened to me. So it's kind of hard to talk about it because I know that I'm going to forget things and miss things. But at some point, you just got to dive in. So on May 6, 2018, me and one of my best girlfriends and some of my other friends, we flew from Atlanta all the way to Pisa and... My best friend Tori was watching Shrek on the plane, which was so iconic on the way to Italy. I love Tori so much. So this is a shout out for Tori and a shout out for Shrek. (laughs) And um, when we finally got to the airport, we had to get on a bus and drive for hours and hours and hours to get where we were going. And we had just been on a plane for hours and hours. And there was this like frat guy in our group. I don't even know what to call this person caused so many problems in my life, but he wouldn't get his gross, nasty flip flop feet out of my space on this bus. And I was just like, uh, uh, like I no, I can't do this. Like, this is not what I'm doing here in Italy. Like get your fucking nasty ass feet. I don't like feet. I don't like men's feet particularly. And nothing disgusts me more than seeing a man's toes forcefully separated by a piece of cloth fabric that they're dragging around on their nasty feet, okay? That's sick. Sorry. So, moving on. (laughs) So, we finally arrive in San Vito di Carore, and we check into the Hotel Donamiti, and it was late. It was late, late. We were so tired. It was already dark out, and so the first thing we did when we got there was we went and 
ate dinner at like 11 at night and it was our first Italian meal with wine. And this was 2018. So I was only 19 years old. So it was exciting to be able to, you know, drink wine publicly. Like, hell yeah. Like we were all excited about it. And so the first meal that I had in Italy, Garrett, was venison spaghetti. Like, so not expecting that. I had no choice on that one. Um, (laughs) I wasn't expecting to eat deer, like, in my life, let alone in Italy. But uh, there you go. (laughs) So um, it was delicious. Like, don't get me wrong. It was good. That's just not what I would have, you know, sprung for for my very first meal. (laughs) So after eating, we went back to the hotel. We went to sleep. And we probably slept for, like, 18 hours. We were so tired. When we wake up. We wake up to a hotel room with a balcony. We open up the windows and we are just right next to the Dolomites, which are the Italian Alps. It was the most incredible mountain I have ever seen in my life. It was so beautiful and picturesque. I could not grasp mentally that what I was looking at was real and not a MacBook wallpaper like on a computer. It just did not look real. It was so vast and so beautiful. And I spent as much time on that balcony as I possibly could because it was just incredible. And the town was as like old and picturesque little mountain town that you could imagine. Like Yodelehihu, like full blown. (laughs) So, so cute. And I have so many pictures from this trip. So just y'all get ready. Be ready. You're not even ready. So we spent a few days in the Dolomites and we spent a lot of that time kind of recuperating, getting over our jet lag, getting ready for the trip. So we were reading up on our homeworks, getting those out of the way. And one thing that was so incredible was that there was another group studying at that same hotel. And it was a group of Italian students who happened to be in the Dolomites. They were there to study the mountain because they were all learning to be alpine guides, which is like a very prestigious job in Italy. And these people learn everything there is to know about the mountains and the nature and all of that. And so there's this huge group of Italian students just our age. And that was so incredible to start off the trip, just getting built in friends right then and there. So we spent our time like eating and partying and drinking so, so much wine together. I'll never forget. So there was a little bar in the hotel and this hotel was run by one woman, just one woman, like nobody else. I think maybe at night her son would come and run the bar. But a lot of the time it was just her. She was this one little old lady with a black poodle and (laughs) she would just stay down there until like three or four in the morning with us to serve us grappa and then (laughs) wake up the next morning and prepare us all breakfast. Like she was such an incredible woman. And I'll never forget one of the first nights that we were there, we were all drinking. I was very, very drunk and I was making friends with as many Italians as I possibly could. And one of my friends who we will be talking about quite a bit in this episode, we're going to refer to him as the Alpine guide. He asked me like, oh, oh, try to read this, try to read this. And he hands me a copy of Jurassic Park, the book in Italian and we're all sitting there in a bar like so many people just hanging out drinking and all of the Italians stopped to listen to me try to read it in Italian and it was so funny and they were like honestly very impressed with my Italian reading skills I have to say like I was really killing it um but that was so incredible and then that night we all 
climbed up the Alps. We went up the mountain in the middle of the night and we all went in a, gr a big group. Even our um, geology professor went up there with us, but my Alpine guide and one of his friends and me and my girlfriends, we broke off into our own little group and these Italian men go and build us a fire on the side of the mountain and explain to us the story that what we're looking at is called God's eye view and that we're, we're literally looking down on earth. This is called like God's point. And oh, wow. they're just explaining it. And it's so stunning. It's so beautiful. They they just make this fire out of nothing because they're alpine guides. So <laughs> that was just incredible. And all of the other people on our trip were instantly haters to me and my two girlfriends because <laughs> we instantly got all of the attention of the really hot Italian guys. Like, I'm so sorry about it. But, like, when I spent over a year manifesting my Lizzie McGuire moment, I had some really strong forces working with me, okay? So they needed to stay out of my way. So, haters. Haters are going to um, hate even in a different like, country. I, I, like, haters always going to hate. And Garrett will talk about his study abroad later. And there's something weird that happens with study abroad. Like, there's just always drama with the group. Always, yeah. Like, something just happens. And, like, this group of people just can't all have a good time. It's, it's too much time together, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So... We took a day trip to a neighboring town that was still in the Alps, and that town had once held the Winter Olympics, so that was really cool because they still had the ski jumps up and everything, and that's, like, kind of all I remember, really, from our time in San Vito di Carore. I know that we spent a lot of time with the Italians, like, they all had guitars, and they really enjoyed, like, singing and like doing music together at the end of the night when they were drunk but like not like seriously kind of like in a goofy fun kind of way not being like you know nothing weird but we would all sit around and like it would end up being like all of the italians singing um you never know if you don't go hey you never know like all star by smash mouth and tori and i love shrek so we're freaking out because we're like wait you guys all know this song this is crazy <laughs> Um, but it was just like such an incredible time getting to connect over music. You guys know how much Garrett and I love music. So getting to like meet these strangers from across the world and then find out that we had so many songs in common. We can't speak the same language, but we can sing the same song. It was so fun. That's so fun. And at that point, it was time for us to leave the Dolomites. And we drove in our buses to... Like, truly my my home on Earth. Like, my real home on Earth, which is Luca. So, Luca is a small, historic, walled-in city that's located in Tuscany. And it is absolutely gorgeous. So, the wall around the city, the whole city is in the shape of an oval. And the wall around the city, you can walk on the top of it. And it's lined with trees. And the whole city, the trees on the top of the wall are honeysuckle trees. So literally the entire city just smells beautiful. And on top of the wall, there are like restaurants and little shops and little things, but not many, just a couple. And there's no cars allowed up there except for the Carabinieri or the Polizia. So it's just people walking or jogging or walking their dogs or riding bikes. And it's so beautiful, so nice, just a shaded, beautiful walk. And you can look down on the city underneath you. It's just gorgeous. And 
the city of Lucca itself, it's a small, quiet town. Um, it's very popular for tourists. A lot of like kind of rich, older people go there. So it's like not like the party city, definitely, but it's very authentic Tuscany, in my opinion. And it's beautiful. All of the architecture has this like golden yellow tone to it. So the whole city is kind of like golden. And it was one of the cleanest places I've ever traveled to. Like, it was just, you could walk around barefoot on those cobblestone streets if you wanted to. They kept it so nice. And one thing that I just love so much about Italy, and I love this about England and Europe in general, and it's different. There is just a different feeling when you are walking around the same streets that have been there for hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands of years sometimes. It's different when the architecture around you took hundreds of years to build and not a Walmart that was thrown up in a couple of months. It's different to have beauty and like beautiful architecture and to have cities that were thoughtfully planned out centuries ago. Like there's just a completely different feeling to it. And Garrett, I mean, you have traveled to Paris. Like, can you relate? Like, do you know what I'm saying? There's like so much thought, like you said, it's different when you're around buildings that took so long to put there so much effort every detail was looked after the architecture is breathtaking if you've never experienced it that's one thing that like you cannot describe like like you said going driving past like walmart and the banks and like target like that's all so new and it can be thrown up in a less than a year whereas when you're around stuff that actually has like meaning and time and effort put into it you can feel it like you can actually like, still feel the energy from like hundreds of years ago it's also just different like when you're feeling a piece of stone on the side of a church or something and you know that this piece of stone was carved by hand exactly and that every single stone on that building was carved by hand and it makes everything so much more miraculous when you know that this happened thousands of years ago without our modern technology and yet it's so perfect and it yeah. has lasted so long it's crazy it's just incredible it's one of my favorite things architecture is one of my favorite things on earth and it's one of the reasons i want to travel to asia so desperately because that yes. will be a completely new architectural experience for me and that stuff it inspires me it invigorates me i yes. love to be around that even like being in a historic city like savannah is better than just being in like a box store town you know exactly yeah so it it really like, that's where I came. I felt like I was the most alive in my entire life. I felt so inspired, and I loved being surrounded by the history. So while we were there, the girls and I got settled into our apartment, which was the cutest thing on the planet. Like, if I could buy that apartment and live there full time, I would. And just a little side note, um, people in Italy love Burmese mountain dogs. And those are, like, one of my favorite dogs. They're really, really, really big dogs. They're the big dogs that are black with brown and white spots or, like, white, you know, shapes. And they're so cute. And there were so many of them in Italy. And the people who lived above us in our apartment had a giant Burmese mountain dog named Baloo. And it was so cute being in our apartment because every time Baloo would be doing something upstairs, we could hear him walking around or jumping off the bed or jumping <laughs> off the couch. And it was just so cute. And we'd be so happy to see him in the hallways. And it was so funny to be like, oh, bono cane. Like, can I pet your dog? Anyways, no matter where I go, I'm still going to be like, can I pet your dog, girl? <laughs> so 
we got settled into our apartment and we immediately got cute, did our makeup, put on a cute little outfit so that we could hit the town, explore and grab some cappuccinos. And Garrett, with your study abroad and even just travels, like you can appreciate that first time you're stepping out, like that excitement and you've been waiting for so long yes. for the trip. Oh God, it's like the, the best feeling in the world. Yes. Like the itch and you're yeah. finally getting to scratch it. <laughs> exactly it was exactly what we had wanted because we got all cute and we step out and i'm not kidding it was like a scene from a movie or something every single italian man that passed us on the street whether they were walking with their wife or not stopped to be like ciao bella 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 beautiful (laughs) like everyone wanted to stop and tell us that we were beautiful and i like, I'm sorry, but how do you not love it there? How do you not love it there when that's going on? Um, so we got our first of a million precious cappuccinos, delicious, amazing. And that was really just what kickstarted the trip. We spent a lot of our time going to classes. We studied geology and creative writing while we were there. And geology is like really not my thing, but... I thoroughly enjoyed the creative writing class. And like we were saying, like I already felt so inspired just being in such a rich historical place that that creative writing class was so fun to me. And I will never forget one day, instead of staying in the school, we left and we took a trip to this like private garden in this like secret garden in the middle of the town. And I didn't know about it, but our professor found out about it and she like opened up this door and there's this gorgeous garden with these like ancient gates and like beautiful hundred year old trees and we all just kind of like picked a tree to sit under and we sat there and wrote creative writing for like hours and it was just like like living in a movie like so crazy and all of my writing was all romantic and (laughs) like mushy gushy because at that point manifesting I'd already met an alpine guide. I'm already manifesting. I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, (laughs) what are we doing? So while we were in Luca, we spent our days. We did so much shopping. I love shopping in Luca. There are so (laughs) many amazing places. Um, We ate so much pizza. Actually, the pizzeria that we ended up, like, kind of landing on as our favorite, I returned to later on a later trip to Italy with my parents. And the owner remembered me and... Um, we have photos together and everything and like (laughs) oh it was just so nice to like make friends with the locals and to feel like a local while I was living there I mean this trip was like seven weeks long so I wasn't living there for you know as long as I would have if I had the choice but I could have stayed there forever I could have never come home like truly (laughs) um so we would talk with our new Italian friends. We spent a lot of time napping, I will say, because it was a very, like, go, go, go kind of trip. So we had to get in those little midday um, riposos, as the Italians say. And we had to spend a lot of time hand washing our clothes and line drying them because <laughs> there's no washer dryer. So one thing that was funny, our apartment was on, like, the fourth floor, which, by the way, I packed way too much for this trip and getting my ass off the bus and across the cobblestones and all the way across Luca and then up three or four tiny flights of ancient stone steps with my like 60 pound suitcase was laughable. I also had a giant duffel bag. So it was just like, I don't know who the fuck I thought I was, but anyways, um, 
So one day we hand washed all of our clothes and I had just made the fucking dumb comment of being like, oh my God, wouldn't it suck if we dropped one of our like shirts down there? Because three stories down and to the right was an old antique shop. And in the back garden of the antique shop, they had like thousands of old bed frames and old mirrors and lots of old like rusted metal stuff. And it's like, if you lose something down there, it's gone forever. Well, whose favorite shirt flies off the line that day? (laughs) That would be mine. And so for like an hour and a half, me and the girls are taking hangers and clotheslines and pins and just like lowering them down three stories, trying to get my shirt back. We finally get it. And we're like hooting and hollering. We're hoorahing. Like everyone's so excited. And the neighbors pop their head out from underneath and they're like, what's going on? Are you like, are you okay? And we were like, um... Oh, like, don't worry, don't worry. We dry, I dropped my shirt, but we got it back. And it took us like an hour. And he was like, oh, well, next time, just knock on the door. I have a key. I'll go down and get it for you. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so funny. Just like uh, such an incredible time. So here is where we are going to enter the love story number one. of Italy so prefacing this with I am obviously in a happy relationship now with my Michelle and I love him so much but this whole trip happened before I even knew he existed so let's keep that in mind everybody (laughs) (laughs) so the alpine guide from the Dolomites messages me and he's like hey me and my other friend who is the other really hot one that built the fire on the side of the mountain um we're free this weekend and we were thinking like if you guys wouldn't mind we would love to come and see you so can we come to luca for the weekend and we said hell yes get here now (laughs) and so they drove like five hours from their town to come and see us and they came and stayed with us we opened the door and they're each holding handfuls of gifts for us they've got these little wax it looks like a candle, but it's not a candle. It's a little wax, like candle shape with a rose melted into it so that they wanted to get us flowers, but they wanted to get us flowers that would last forever. Oh so they my brought God. us those. And then they brought a giant Italian dessert for us to all share. And they brought some of the wines from where the Alpine guide works, because I forgot to mention, yeah, he works in a winery in Suave. Like, of course he does. We invite them in and we're like, now what do we do? We have these Italian boys. Now what do we do with them? And they're like, well, we'll cook, we'll cook you dinner. We'll cook food for you. So they cook for us. It's amazing. (laughs) So delicious. And the night is coming to an end. Oh God. Okay. Mitchell. Tune out now. I love you. Goodbye. (laughs) So the night is coming to an end and we are all thinking that Tori and this other Italian are really hitting it off. So our other girlfriend goes into the bedroom. She goes to sleep and I'm hanging out with Alpine Guide. And the way that the apartment was set up, it's the living room and it closes off to a small hallway. And then that hallway goes to the two bedrooms and the bathroom, but you can close all those doors to where the hallway is just like a tiny little room. So we're in the hallway, all the doors around us are closed and I'm like clueless and I'm just listening in, being like obnoxious, trying to see if 
if Tori and the other <laughs> Italian are getting it on in there. And all of a sudden, Alpine guy just grabs my face. At this point, I didn't even know that he was into me. Like, I'm not kidding. I did not even know. I wasn't not even picking up those vibes yet. Like, I was into it, but I wasn't picking up the vibes yet. He grabs my face. He starts passionately kissing me like an Italian. And he rips my pajama top, my <laughs> lemon pajama top, off of me. And every single button flies off the top. Like, he ruined my one of my favorite pajama tops. It's never been the same since. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I'm not... I am clueless. I don't know what's happening at this point. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. This is a blur. She's blacked out. <laughs> and I blacked out. And at this point, he's got me pushed up against the wall. And he's lifting me up and carrying me into the bedroom. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Here oh we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we go into the bedroom. And, y'all, we do not come out for, like, three days. Like, I'm not kidding. Um, next, we go to a day trip to Siena. <laughs> and um, that was beautiful. And the Church of Siena, the Duomo di Siena is actually what I did my senior thesis on, or my senior um, showcase on for college. One of the things that I love is like taking architecture and turning it into fashion. So that's where that all got kickstarted and inspired. And when you walk up the stairs to the very top of the Duomo di Siena, um, it's called the Stairway to Heaven because when you get to the top, the view is like literally heaven on earth. It's breathtaking. It's beautiful and it's perfect. So then we take a weekend trip to Florence and Florence was one of my favorite places. I would love to live in Florence. It was just amazing. The leather markets were incredible, but really the highlight of Florence is me and the girls and at this point we had met up with some of the other girls from our school on the trip so some of the other like american girls we randomly bumped into them in florence we're like let's all go out and get food and drinks so we all go out we get a little toasty and we're walking around and this insanely gorgeous sports car is just like parked on the side of the road running like someone's just chilling in there and it's like the most beautiful sports car I've ever seen in my life. I don't even know what kind of brand it was because it's like that elite that like basic plebeians like me don't even know what the hell that is. And so all of the friends are like, oh, my God, like that guy looks like he's really, really hot. Like one of us should go, go talk to him. And I was like, OK, oh, so God. I go walk over there and <laughs> I knock on his door or like the window of his car. And he, like, rolls it down for one, like, just a little bit. And I was like, uh, scusi, um, sorry to bother you. Um, do you know how to get to this bar? And he was like, oh, one second. And he rolls up the window. And like a true gentleman, he gets out of the car wearing the most beautiful, most perfectly tailored suit I have ever seen in all my life. This man was, when you think of, like, a gorgeous, rich Italian person this is who this was his flow of glossy black hair was just like i wanted to lick it honestly oh, wow. and he gets out of the car and he's like oh yeah i know where the bar is i will walk you there because he's a gentleman he's not just going to tell me how to get there he's like i will walk you guys there so he walks with me arm in arm and all of the other girls are just trailing behind giggling and like probably hating their lives because they don't have the balls to go out and do 
cool things like I do. <laughs> and so we just start talking and I explain to him that I'm a fashion student and he says, oh, what a coincidence. Uh, do you know Armani? I said, well, yes. Yes, I, yes, do, I know do Armani. And he says, he says, oh, I'm his lawyer. I'm of course you are. I am the Armani family. I am the Armani family attorney. Oh. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Can I have your babies right, right now, right now, <laughs> on the street immediately, please? Please. I don't know. I don't even know what happened the rest of that night. I blacked it out. I don't know why I, I didn't kiss him. Did I kiss him? I can't remember. I don't know <laughs> because I blacked out from that moment what happened the rest of the night so that's all i remember from florence okay that's a pretty good so, trip though yeah i mean i loved florence every second of it but that had to have been the <laughs> highlight and let me tell you those other girls from the trip mm, add that to the list of reasons they did not like me like they just don't like it when a girl knows how to go after what she wants oh there it is so here we go we're taking a weekend trip to Via Reggio. There it is. Now this is a beach city that is about 30 minutes away from Luca. And we stayed at a hotel. My parents got the three girls and I a hotel room for the weekend, which was so nice of them so that we could have this trip. And it was an incredible time. We spent all day at the beach, having just the best time as girls, having lots of drinks. The beaches in Italy are very different than the beaches in America, and it is so nice to go to the beach there because the beaches are kept up by a full, like, maintenance team, so they're very clean, and they get, like, raked every day so that the sand is just, like, flat and even, and then they come and put out hundreds of chairs, so you just, like, pay for a spot on the beach, and then you get a chair and a table, and you get towels, and then you get service. Like, they will bring you drinks and stuff, so it's, like, so much better than the beaches in America. But we have an amazing day, and we go back to the hotel to shower and get ready for dinner. And the third girlfriend that was with Tori and I is like, I'm going to go take a walk. Like, I'm just not really ready to, like, get ready and lounge around yet, so I'm just going to go take a walk on the beach. And we were like, no, don't go. It's not safe for us to split up. Like, that's not a good idea. But she was so insistent, and she just, like, took off. So, like, Whatever. She comes back about an hour later with the craziest expression on her face. And we're like, what the hell is going on? And she said, guys, so I was walking on the beach and there's this guy in a kayak in the water, like a mile out. And he was literally following me. Like as far as I was walking, he was just keeping pace with me and like following me all the way down the beach. And as we're listening, we're like terrified. We're like, oh my God. And she goes, so... I ended up like stopping at a place on the beach and I sat down and I was kind of just like journaling or something. I don't know. And this man runs up to me and he's like, excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you, but I saw you from my boat out there and you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in all of my life. And I just had to come and introduce myself to you. I had to come and say hello. And so at this point, she's like, okay we're going on a date tonight like obviously so she comes back to the hotel and she's like so yeah met this guy he's amazing he's so hot and he's taking me out on a date tonight and we're like and no the hell he's not this random guy stalks you on a boat runs up to you 
and then ask you on on a date and you think you're just going to go by yourself? Like, no. But if you're so insistent on going, we're going to go with you. So it'll just be the three of us on the date. (laughs) So she calls this guy and she's like, this is so embarrassing, but my friends will not let me go on this date alone because they're scared you're going to kidnap me. Like, they don't trust you. And so... Um, they want to come too. Do you have any other like friends that you can invite? And he's like, um, let me ask her around, but I think I have one friend that can come tonight. So we go out, we meet these people and I shake hands with Mr. Italy. There it is. And I was very intrigued. (laughs) To say the least. Visually. And so we start... Basically, like, cue the love story. So we start talking, and he tells me that he is going to school to learn to be an aeronautical engineer, which is exactly the same thing that my dad does. So right off the bat, we have something in common, and we just start talking and getting to know each other. And I think instantly on both sides, like, there was just feelings. Like, we were just both intrigued. And so they're, like... You know, we go on this date, we have a nice time, we get each other's numbers, we go back to the hotel. Um, The other girl had a really good time on her date as well, but really, who cares at this point? Because now it's about me. And I had met my Italian. And (laughs) at this point, like, I'm still friends with the Alpine guide. We haven't forgotten about him, but I don't know at this point if I'm ever going to see him again. So, like, I'm open to opportunities, right? (laughs) So... Uh, a couple nights later, they, the Italian invites me to come out with him and his friends. And I'm like, well, I need to bring my girlfriends. And he's like, okay, that works. So we all go in a group to this bar called Maki Maki. It's actually a club called Maki Maki. And it was on the way to Maki Maki that we heard the song, More Than You Know, that I talked about earlier in the music of the week windows down crazy we're all feeling excited we're on the way to the club to go get lit and it's kind of funny because maki maki was kind of like a ratchet club for them like they were like i hate that we have to bring you here but all the other clubs are so full tonight like there's just no way we're gonna get in and so we're gonna go to maki maki but like this isn't the cool one this was the coolest club i have ever been to in my life (laughs) And, like, it sucks that that was their embarrassing club, but compared to American clubs, they were playing all, like, old 80s, like, club music. And, like, oh, they played um, Kylie Minogue, Can't Get You Out of My Head. I remember that song specifically. But then they would also play, like, all of a sudden it would be, like, an all-American reject song or something like that. And it was just the craziest soundtrack, but every song slapped. And there are literally people with... Um, tuxedos walking around with trays like handing out drinks and at one point there's like people standing on tables dancing like dancers on tables and I swear this could be me making it up but I swear there were sparklers inside the building like those little tiny fireworks (laughs) like I'm telling you it was a wild time and everybody in there looked like they had the most interesting story like I love to people watch and some of those Italian men like hilarious but this is where The Italian and I, Mr. Italy, we start dancing for the first time and like we're really getting in there, you know, touching each other's bodies, stuff like that. And like occasionally an old gross Italian man would try to come over and dance with me and he would like pull me close to him and like protect me. And obviously like that's hot. And so 
we start dancing and my girlfriend leaves with the guy that she had gone on the date with, which we did not approve of because we're like, again, don't go get in a car with this guy and leave. But they did. They got into their own trouble. We stayed at the bar, at the club, dancing the night away all night long. And this is where like Mr. Italy and I, you know, kiss a little bit and like, okay, it's definitely happening. Like we definitely have a thing for each other. Like, where is this going to go? So we continue talking for like the rest of the trip, the whole time. And literally you guys from this point, like on, that's my boyfriend of like three years. So like two years, maybe three years. Um, no, like two years. So, um, yeah, I literally fell in love with this man, this Italian man. And what's crazy, you guys that I forgot about until I was recently getting back into it. I dated this man for like two years and I did not have sex with him one time until like over like 12 months into our relationship or something like that. It was crazy because I did not have sex with him on this trip. Not the Italian, (laughs) the Alpine guide, but not the Italian. And it took until I went back in the winter for us to like actually, you know, make love to each other. <laughs> and that's the only time in my life. Like I'm a sexual woman, you know, I'm, I'm okay to say that. Like I'm confident with that. And there's no way that I'm the type of person who's going to like wait that long, but it just really felt right. Like I was like really, really, really in love with this person. And it was like, I was willing to wait for this cause I knew it was going to be worth it. Uh, Mr. Italy takes Tori and I to Pisa for the day, so we got to go see the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and a couple days later, we have a date that night, so the day of our date, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go get a tattoo today, <laughs> so I went and got my Italian tattoo, it says, mi merito melio, which means I deserve the best, and at that point, that's really what I was feeling and thinking, I mean, I still do, <laughs> I love my tattoo, don't get me wrong, but here I am living my Lizzie McGuire movie, so I'm like, let me get this permanently tattooed on my body that I deserve the best, because this right here, this is what I mean. Then that evening, uh, Mr. Italy picks me up, and he takes me to Cinque Terre, and that was the scariest drive of my entire life. I thought I was going to die the whole time. There are no guardrails on the sides of mountains when you're driving in Italy. None at all. It's just like, Mm-mm. save yourself, and they go so fast. Um <laughs> But Cinque Terre was beautiful. We had an amazing meal, an amazing date, and I just fell in love with him, like, right then and there. Like, just everything he said, I felt like I was hanging on every last word. It was just so romantic, and I had already built it up so much in my head that I was going to have this Italian romance, and so it just made everything even better, and it was all very dramatic and sexy and passionate, but it wasn't sustainable. Okay, so at this point, we are back in Luca. We're back just, you know, day to day, like regular, like usual. And our professor, the geology professor, tells us that his girlfriend is going to be coming on the trip. And this professor had already been kind of flirty with us girls. And he'd been very, like, close with us and then the guy friends that we had on this group. And so we had talked with him multiple times. He literally told us, like, I do not want to marry this girl. Like, I don't. Know if I want to be with her. She's my past student, all this stuff. Since then, they've gotten married. (laughs) Um, 
But this girl comes and right off the bat when she gets there, she just does not like me and my friends. Like, it's because we're the pretty girls on the trip or something and she just feels threatened. And right off the bat, this is season four of Ultimate Girls Trip. And she is just so threatened by us. And so she starts getting like really drunk a lot on this trip. Oh, wow. And actually she like cheats on the professor on this trip and one of the students catches her and he freaks out because he's actually a geology student so he's a very like close friend to this professor and he's like you don't need to be doing that to him he doesn't deserve that you don't need to fly all the way this way oh wow. just to do that in front of him and she's like you don't know what you're talking about because we have an open relationship oh wow. things got very messy and so she got very messy and the next day we leave Luca and we're going to be driving to Sorrento and this is a long drive and there are upwards of 20 college students on this bus. Everyone had been drinking the night before leaving Luca. We all had a huge party on the wall in the middle of the night, which is against the rules, but we did it anyways. And we were like all hung over and the one and only person to throw up on this bus ride was oh. little miss ma'am. professor's girlfriend who just tried too hard to party and couldn't handle it and it was a mess like really (laughs) girl she's if you're listening you know who you are and i hope you've got your shit together because that was not a cute look girl like you did not impress me so we left luca and we get to sorrento and sorrento is beautiful it's more southern italy we're on the water um like sorrento and campania area the lemons are the size of your head. The seafood, it's the best seafood I've ever had in my life. And we spend the time there just like shopping, eating, drinking again. Um, and literally just living our best lives. We took a boat out. We rented a boat and spent the day on the water in Capri and like cliff jumping and just being on this boat with these Italian guys and they didn't even tell us that the boat came fully stocked with alcohol, but we get on there and they're like, check this out. And they open up this trap door and they've got like <laughs> every kind of Italian beer you could imagine. And like limoncello, melancello, grappa, grappa, grappa. So we had an amazing time on that boat. And that was like truly one of the most incredible days of my life. I will never forget that day. And it was a day that just didn't even feel real while I was living it. It was like too perfect. It, it was just too movie like like that shit doesn't happen to regular people so (laughs) the next day it was time to go to Pompeii and Herculaneum so the ruins of Pompeii were it's a ancient town that was destroyed by Mount Vesuvius when Mount Vesuvius erupted it buried the town of Pompeii and all of the people were killed by the ash and then buried in the ash and the way that the ash landed on them basically preserved their bodies for hundreds of years so when you go to the ruins now all of those actual bodies are still there they're like like um i don't know what to call it like they're basically turned to stone at this point but they've all just been encapsulated in time by this ash and that was a really um intense day like it's really Sometimes just those historic sites that you go and visit where you know things like that have happened, it's just heavy. Yeah. Um, the same 
for some of the other stuff I'm going to talk about, like just knowing that so many people died there, it's just like very heavy, dark energy, but it was beautiful. It was a really cool experience. And I had studied Vesuvius and Pompeii a lot as a kid. And for some reason, that was like just something I had always been interested in. And I remember choosing that as topics for projects in school and stuff. So for me, it was just really cool to be able to be there and see it in real life because I had spent so many times or so many years studying it. And we actually climbed Mount Vesuvius. So I have climbed Mount Vesuvius to the very top and I drank Peronis at the top of the mountain. And that was really crazy. Um, I am not a mountain climber, so it was not super fun for me, but it's not a particularly attractive mountain, but like you have to do it. Like, obviously you can't just not do that. Um, (laughs) So at that point we were pretty much done in Sorrento and that like Southern area. And it was time to get back on the bus to Rome, which was top of the trip. At this point we are like six, more than six weeks in it had been go, go, go for six weeks. Everyone is really tired. Um, But like, I still didn't want to go home. I didn't want to go to Rome. I wanted to go back to Luca and start over. But <laughs> we get to Rome. <laughs> we see the Colosseum, which again, just like Pompeii, like the Colosseum, it's just a lot of really heavy, dark energy. Um, it's hard to be there. I didn't really like going to the Colosseum because the history that it holds is so disturbing to me and disgusting. So it's just like, that was very, very difficult for me. Honestly, being at the Coliseum, it gave me the exact same feeling that I've ever had being at like a Southern plantation. And like, just knowing that there were slaves held there because a lot of the people that fought in the Coliseum were also slaves. And it's just, it's too much for me. It just really upsets me. Um, So that wasn't my favorite and honestly rome was not my favorite part of italy to me rome was really dirty and there were less italian people in rome than anywhere else in italy that i went to but the trevi fountain was beautiful i got again like that lizzie mcguire moment i flipped my coin and i wished that mr italy would come and visit me and so do you know what he did garrett tell me he hopped on a train (laughs) And he rode, like, six hours to come and spend one day with me in Rome. And we spent the entire day and night together. And, like, he missed his train going home. And so he had to wait until, like, one or two or three or something to get the next train. And there wasn't room for him to, like, come up to the hotel room where Tori and the other, like, my other girlfriend were sleeping. And that would have just been weird. So... We thought about, like, renting our own hotel room, but there weren't any available, so we literally just stayed out in Rome together all day and all night. It was cool getting to see parts of Rome from an Italian who could actually explain what I was looking at and, like, tell me what was going on. But that was crazy, and then he had to leave, and it was so sad saying bye to him, not knowing if we were going to see each other again, but it turns out that we did end up dating for, like, well over a year or so. We did see each other again later on, and I was very, very in love with him while we were together. That was definitely a really cool experience in my life, but things ended for the right reasons, obviously, and I'm so happy now with my life now the way that it is. So all of these stories are just stories, and they're part of my life, but I'm not, like, you know, looking back and, like, wishing that I was still living that. 
I do wish I was still living in Italy, but I wish I was living in Italy with Mitchell. So just to <laughs> clarify, I just want to make sure everybody knows. Um, but it is part of my life. And it was, I mean, an amazing experience for a 19 year old American yeah. girl to go and just fall in love with an Italian. So the very last things that we did in Rome were um, go to the catacombs. That's the last example that I have of just some like really heavy, dark energy i personally loved the catacombs i thought it was so cool it's a very sacred religious place but everything in there is built out of human body parts like bones and stuff and all of the body pieces come from monks and like priests and they're all like holy body pieces and there are people in there who are um I can never remember what the term is and I don't want to Google it right now, but there's like this term where someone just like never decomposes and they're immaculate. I think that's the term. Maybe not, but they just like never decompose. They never get like stinky and gross and smelly. Nothing ever happens to them. And that only ever happens to like people in religious positions so that's like a thing that Catholic people believe in. And we saw a lot of those monks who were just standing there and they've been dead for hundreds of years, but they're literally just standing there like a full body. It was crazy. That's crazy. Um, and like chandeliers made out of hip bones or like an archway made out of clavicles, like just so. That's crazy. Grotesque. So strange. Um, but it's like dark and morbid and unusual. And I like that stuff. And the last thing that I want to close out with on the trip was we got to visit the Vatican, which was an ex like incredible experience. The Vatican was so beautiful. I snuck in a legal picture of the Sistine Chapel, but I will not be sharing that for um, legal reasons. But it was incredible. My favorite part of the Vatican that I was not expecting, once you kind of get through all of it and you go through the Sistine Chapel... There is an art museum at the bottom of the Vatican where they have collected famous artwork from famous artists all across history, only pieces that have like religious like connotation to them. So there are like Matisse pieces that have like little tiny crosses in there. And then there's a Picasso and then there's a Van Gogh. And I was just not expecting to see that. And it was so cool. And yeah, I loved it. The Vatican was beautiful being in that like area and the sun setting and all of the all of the italy of it all it was just amazing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i'm gonna end it there i could talk about this for months and months and years and i will talk about it for the rest of my life because it was life-changing but i hope that you guys enjoyed and that i didn't just drone on too much i know this was an episode very heavy with my voice so i am ready for garrett to take over next week for sure <laughs> i enjoyed it chloe that's so fun and like you said that's once in a lifetime experience that you'll never get to do again so i'm so jealous of that experience and i know that like you that's like one of your most like life-changing experiences you know like, you did not come back as the same person so i loved no. watching that and I love that you got to experience it, and I love hearing all about it, and I hope everyone enjoyed today listening. And I hope no one was too scarred or traumatized by my graphic descriptions. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Mitchell, I love you so much. I love you. <laughs> 
L-O-L. But yes, guys, if you go, what, go for it. No, nothing. Like, I don't even know what to say. I'm ashamed. <laughs> She's blushing. She's blushing hard. I am blushing. Oh. Well, guys, I hope you Mitchell, enjoyed you would have done the same thing if it was an Italian woman. Okay, you would have done the same thing. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I support. I support. Like you said, this is before. This is before. But like you said, it all ends for a reason. So... That was Chloe's big study abroad trip. So if you guys are in college right now, that's one thing I would suggest is if you are able to study abroad, do that because I learned so much in just the little time I was away. So yeah, if you can, I would highly suggest that. Yeah, hands down, like work three jobs if you have to, to be able to do it. I worked my ass off to save up money and it is very expensive and you don't have to study abroad for as long as I did, but like seriously, you guys, it travel is the one thing in life that you will spend money on and yet it will make you richer yeah so i will always always support spending money on travel you will learn you will change as a person you will grow you will experience things and you'll become more cultured and you'll be able to be one of those people that starts every sentence with well when i was studying abroad (laughs) exactly exactly Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode today. Do not forget to follow us on Instagram at EFBF Podcast. And our TikTok is also EFBF Podcast. So follow us over there to learn when we post new episodes and for all the behind the scenes content. Yes, and we are available on Spotify and Amazon Music. We would love it if you download, rate, and subscribe. But if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Especially on this episode, because you guys, I'm sensitive about this. Please. (laughs) I really opened up and let myself be vulnerable here, so don't slut shame me. (laughs) We hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next time, besties. Goodbye! Bye! Or should we say ciao, ciao? Ciao, ciao! (laughs)